Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. I'm here with Melissa Cly today. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to be talking about Evan Almighty today. While we're doing it, we are drinking some good old Nashville coffee up here in Ohio. Um, yeah, we're still doing those pour overs. That's my travel go-to. Just making it, you know, the mochas would get cold. It's a long yeah. drive. Yes, they would. It's a very yes, long drive. Um, so yeah, so Evan Almighty. It came out June 27th, 2007. Uh, Tom... I think it's Shadyak, Shadyak. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He directed it. And then uh, Steve Carell, Morgan Freeman, John Goodman, Wanda Sykes, John Michael Higgins. Um, and it's a pretty heavy, big name cast. Yes, I'll is. start on it. Um, yeah. So let's just talk about it. All right. Get started. <laughs> You've never done anything like this, have you? No, yeah. no, I've never done anything like this before. So back to Evan Almighty. Yes, yes. So, um, said Steve Carell is the main character. Yes, I forgot how cute and wholesome this movie is. I know it's a family. It's very film. Family. It's especially compared to Bruce Almighty. Yes, Bruce Almighty is not really not as family friendly. Right, it's hilarious. Yes. Jim Carrey, Absolutely. Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell. Absolutely. Like, um, it, Morgan Freeman. It's great. But it, I came to, I, I watched this one and it was like, because even, even Bruce Almighty, the term I'm looking for is not sacrilegious, but it's definitely like, mm, it borders on some things. Right. With, you know, the whole God giving him his powers. Right. This one is family friendly and wholesome and purely just a retelling of Noah's Ark. Right. Um, but it's actually, and Morgan Freeman as God says, it's actually not a story about the art. Right. Which is also pretty super cool because everybody mm -hmm. focuses on Noah and the art. Yeah. But that's not actually what it's about. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's a, it's a love story. It's about family. It's mm -hmm. it's a lot more in depth than just. Right. But in the art. sense of like, because um, I know like my friend, she said her parents didn't want them watching it because with at least like because with Bruce Almighty, that one came out first. Right. Um, And that one was definitely like not as family friendly well not as family friend but even in the sense of like from like a biblical like a religious standpoint right. like okay god giving him his powers to well first god giving anyone their powers right. which is kind of biblical because we get it through the holy spirit right but that's not what was happening and then right. him using it for all personal like it was himself, very right. yeah it was a very not biblically accurate and from i don't i'm not saying it the best way but it's not it's not the best from that standpoint but then this one is again it's just like right no this is actually like no, and there's actually in this one there is 
um, a lot more hidden mm-hmm. references mm-hmm. Um, of Bible verses. Yes. Um, that the character God, you know, says Correct. to Evan Baxter of, you know. Not even just with Morgan Freeman's character, but just in general. In like, general. Um, there's just so many little hidden Easter eggs, like Bible Easter eggs. Right. Like right. the real estate agent, her name is... Um, Amy Amy Adams. Eve Adams. Eve Adams. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. She's Adam and e- not Amy Adams. Not Amy Adams. Uh, that's another character. Not even a character. That's the actual or, uh, person's name. Right. That's what I meant. Another actor. actress. Yeah. Actress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Eve, Eve Adams, Adams or the right. 40-year-old virgin Mary. Yes. Which is also, which is an Easter egg for both Steve Carell and for... Correct. The Virgin Mary. Yeah. And actually, because it was so, I was reading about it, that because it was so more family friendly, mm-hmm. it didn't, a lot of people were actually disappointed in it because they thought it was going to be more like Bruce Almighty. Yeah. And so there were a lot of people that were upset. But on the flip side of that, there were a lot of people who enjoyed it more, who enjoyed it more, like myself Mm -hmm. included, because it was something that you could watch with your kids and, you know, be enjoyable. Right. Like the uh, Alpha and Omega hardware. Right. Um, Just the whole the whole uh, arc as an acronym, Mm -hmm. which I thought was cool. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was, I think that's one of the, that was always something that I looked for was something that you could sit down and watch together with your kids Mm -hmm. and not have to be worried about anything. And the bonus, like the cherry on the top of this one is if you're raising your children in a Christian home, this does align with the Bible Mm -hmm. and it, you know, and it is biblically, um, set for a lot of different ways yeah so i thought that was really cool and it has animals you know kids love animals right and steve carell is funny yes and um he doesn't do a ton of kids movies but the ones he does are very well very well done and i love um one of my favorite things about it that cracks me up is how he curses without cursing. Mm-hmm. Um, the scenes where he's really starting to build the arc and he is always getting hurt. You know, he's either yes. hitting his hand on the hammer, you know, hitting his thumb with the hammer or he falls off. And sometimes he does both. It's his hand falls off. Like he's always constantly getting hurt in the beginning. And I like his um, line where he's like, mother, father sister brother and you know he uses um that kind of stuff and i i relate to that because i did that with having kids and would change words around because we're human and you want to say something when you're Mm -hmm. angry or hurt and so you switch it and say something else so which is why i love which is why i love the uh old tim hawkins bit the 100 christian cuss words right yes Actually, I was just thinking about Tim Hawkins the other day. I, th- I still have one of the videos. Um, I was thinking about the, uh, not to go off topic, but um, the praying hands, like the praise and worship, like mm-hmm. the, the windshield worship wiper. Hands. 
the worship hands, all the different things that you do. That'll that that have to be a different topic, but yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot about it that um was funny. It's really cool because so they were filming this the same time Steve Carell was in the office. Oh, okay. And so because this came out in two thousand seven and the yeah, office I don't I don't follow the office to know the years, so and the office I think came out in two thousand five. Okay. And so I think they were filming season I think they were they were either filming the end of season two or I wanna say the beginning of season three. Sometime around that. So he would film the office during the week and then he would go on the weekends and he'd fly to Virginia from LA. Uh wow. and yeah, because they filmed this in Virginia during the summer. They actually filmed it in the like the hottest month. I did. I read that of the summer. I read, and they said that even I think extras were passing yeah, out. Yeah, because yeah. But uh, he would film. You know, during the week he'd be at the office set. You know, like an actual nine to five office job. Then he'd fly the weekends and go hang out with animals and people wow. and film this movie. And it's crazy it's that crazy. like all like and you know he's the main character and they filmed it. On weekends. Yeah. Like, and it's still that level of quality. Because it kind of the kind of clout he has, too. You know what I mean? Well, the, the, type ki- of the kind of actor mm-hmm. that he is. And, yeah. Yeah. To do that is because that means everybody else had to film on the weekends as well. Right. Well, they could, could probably get away with, like, film. There's not a lot of scenes that he's not in, but there are a handful, and they could probably get away with doing those. But they also probably, I'm assuming they also probably spent the days he wasn't there, uh, you know, filming working building on the set, you know, building the arc and all that kind of stuff. I did read that it was um, the most expensive animal movie mm-hmm. that was that has been made yet to date. Yeah, because they had a hundred different species mm-hmm. there and then the rest were CGI'd. But um, yeah, a hundred different species and most of the time they use same sex yeah, animals instead of I male and female mm-hmm. because, I mean, realistically, yeah, that is a lot safer. Yeah, uh, I did. I never would have thought about that, but it's not my forte. So they also use giant stuffed animal lions as stand-ins half really? the time. Yeah, when they they when they were supposed to be CGI'd for things because oh, sometimes okay. it's pretty dangerous, you know, to have lions right because they're lions. Um. They would use like giant life size stuffed animal lions as standards huh. for where they had CGI. Very cool. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I get it. I also like the fact that it is um, revolved around politicians, per se. Like, mm-hmm. in of, of that, it shows that, you know the stigma of politicians all being bad. Right. And, you know, it shows that, you know, there are people that can be in that world and still be good too. Mm -hmm. But also shows how easy it can be to um, get caught up with those like dirty politicians, even when you have good intentions. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, like I said before, there's a lot of hidden things Mm -hmm. um, going on in that movie that I think you have to watch it more than once to really Mm -hmm. pick up on it and really get it. 
I was actually thinking when I was rewatching it that this would have been a good movie for people to watch during all the things going on right now. All the things going on right now, yeah. On a lot of different levels. uh, Right, exactly. Because, you know, one of the biggest things that people, like in the movie, you know, when Evan Baxter... His his campaign slogan was "We're gonna change the world," right? And everyone's like, "Well, good luck." Ev- right? You know, everyone's tried before you. Yep. What's gonna be different about you? Yep. And then you know, God, Morgan Freeman would keep, you know, telling him in one way or another. It's, you know, you you start with one act of kindness to change the world. Right. And Which is so what I love at the end about the arc, like A R K, like act one of random act kind of random kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, at a time is what his is what the whole thing about it is so yeah I just really thought like wow I'm really glad I picked this movie but so much of it revolves around our you know our world today of people wanting to to make a Mm -hmm. change and maybe not necessarily knowing where to start from with that change well even just and it also brings you know attention to the whole preserving land and Right. You know, being eco-friendly because that's the whole thing with the de- with the the builder trying to pass or whatever. Is in the movie you mean? In the movie. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I thought you meant right now. I was confused. <laughs> no, in the movie. Yes. Um, right. Cuz that's what the politicians are going back and Correct. forth on. So even on the sense of being, you know, more eco-friendly, right. like that's something it brings up, you know, the political side of it, the you know, changing the world. Right. Just being, you know, there for your, there's so many levels. Right. Well, and I think that the other thing, you know, that kind of stuck out for me was, you know, the family and, you know, she made the comment, um, in the beginning of the movie, the wife, Mm -hmm. uh, Joan, Mm -hmm. um, that when they were all praying the first night there, she prayed that their family would be closer. Right. And, I love the restaurant scene to kind of jump to that, like when it's just her and God talking and which. So fun fact, if you look at his name tag, yes, it, says it says almighty. All, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like almighty. Yes. yes, I did. That was that. That's a to me. That's kind of a little Easter egg. That's kind of cool that you know, a lot of people wouldn't catch. But um, so when you kids were younger, I used to tell my mother that I would pray for patience. And my mother used to tell me, well, that's your problem. If you pray for patience, God is going to put things in front of you that will mm-hmm. make you become patient. Right. And so I have said ever since then, I don't pray for patience because I don't want to be tested. And that's literally what he is saying to her is, you know, you prayed for your family to be closer. Well, God's not just going to cause that to be all cuddly. You have to, you know, you have to work for that. And that's what they do. So I, I, with everything that's been going on in the world, families being, you know, forced to stay in their homes and becoming closer has been something else that people have talked about. And so I just thought that was, there's a lot of parallels, in my opinion, with this movie and what's going on in our world mm-hmm. right now. It may not be a flood, you know, but we have been flooded with... Which is crazy because this movie's 13 years old. Right. And which speaks a lot about how... Because I bet you it was also, you know, that was still relevant then. Right. Which is why they wrote it like that. Right. 
So, well, not to you know go down the um, the God tangent, but I think the aspect of that is is that that's why God is always constant, right? You know, no matter what is going on, you know, you always fall back to God because He never changes. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed I'm I really enjoyed rewatching um, that for for a lot of a lot of different reasons. Um, one of the funniest things that I didn't really pay attention to before until I rewatched it was the pillar of salt line. Um, so when God and Evan are outside talking and Evan finally, um, decides that, oh, you really are God, aren't you? Mm -hmm. And God says, yeah. I mean, I can do the pillar of salt thing. I haven't done that in a while, but I can if you oh, need yeah, to prove yeah. it to you. And I just laughed out loud. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's funny. I, I, I don't think I ever really, like, paid close attention to catch that before. So I thought that was – it's just another example of the, the little things that are put in there of, of what mm -hmm. he says. And um, If anyone in curious is curious, right. it's, <laughs> it's based on uh, a story in the Old Testament of uh, Lot um, – Abraham's nephew with uh, the towns of Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham is uh, bartering with God about you know if he can find so many so many good quote-unquote good people to spare the city ends up not being able to and so but God lets him get Lot and his wife and kids out um, but the angel of the Lord that was sent to them said the only thing you can do is like you don't look back right. you know if, if you look back there will be consequences consequences and uh as they were fleeing lot's wife turned back and turned into a pillar of salt right so so yeah that part's not so funny as <laughs> no but the reference but the was reference of it was kind of was kind of cute in my opinion yes um i also have to say as much as a huge steve carell fan i am um my second favorite character in this movie is Rita, the secretary. Well, it's Wanda Sykes. Let's. I love his her whole so much. his whole team. Oh, his whole team is hilarious. It's, Don't get me wrong. Uh, Wanda Sykes, John Michael Higgins, and Jonah Hill. Yes, are like the main three, and it's yeah. So Which like I guess I completely forgot that Jonah Hill was in this movie yes. until I because I, I haven't watched it in quite a while. Um, well, even Ed Helms is in it. He's, right. He's the reporter. And right. I thought that was. So I, yeah. Funny. Yep. Yep. I thought of that, too. And I was like, oh, that's right. He is in this movie. So sometimes it's kind of cool to go back and mm -hmm. rewatch movies you haven't seen in a while because it's almost like your own little individual Easter eggs right. of just things that you forgot. But yeah, I just absolutely I just love Rita. Like she is just so stinking funny. And and it's it's because when you think about it, like it's not like it's a different type of comedy, but that comedy is not right. shown in movies anymore. Right. Right. Especially like at the end when, uh, before the dam breaks and they're all like, you know, it was supposed to rain today, you know, and they're making uh -huh. fun of them. And then that little tiny rainstorm. Right. And then everyone's like, Oh, maybe this is a thing. And then the dam breaks and she's the first one on, she's pushing yep. people out of the way. Yep. Like it's, it's a very, funny I really moment. like the, like the, the line a couple lines before that when they're explaining to Evan what 
the politician is actually doing and the reason why he was given such the nice office and all that kind of stuff. And they go into it a little bit. And uh, he said, well, I have to do what God's asked me to do. And she's like, did God tell you to bring all of your friends from, you know, New York? And she's like, because I go to church every Sunday. Okay, every Sunday, every other Sunday. All right, I was there one time. Like, and so it was right. just, it was just really kind of cute. And she's like, but I'm pretty sure that's not what they said. And it was just, oh man. And you could just see like, or even when uh, the beard and hair start growing, yeah. and he has to show up in the <laughs> right. office, and her <laughs> and John Michael Higgins' character too are both like trying to explain to him like that's how shaving works. Right, right. Like I shave it off and it just grows right back. Well, that's how. That's so how you shave it again. That's right, how it works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love, um, I just, I love when shows like that, uh, movies like this can throw in the, a good mix of it all. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is, um, it has a very good solid story. It has serious moments, right. but it's also funny. You know, which makes it lighthearted, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to. And it's Morgan Freeman. And it's Morgan Freeman. You know, it's yeah, almost it's almost anything he does is really good. Right. Yeah. In in whatever whatever way, comedy, serious, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, I don't think anybody could have played a better better God than Morgan Freeman for Never. these movies. No. Like he was just like. Or anywhere like. Like yeah. even in vo- like he should it just voiceovers like anything right. it would be right. He just does such a good job of really, and I what I love about his character in this movie and even in Bruce Almighty is that so many people only think of God as a judging, mean, evil God, and I love the fact like in these movies that it shows. He's practically making fun of him. He's right. Like he's very funny. Like oh, yeah. he's a humorous god. Like he causes he causes Evan to pass out, like and freak out in his car, <laughs> right. and you know. Right. Which listen, I'm here to tell you, if I was driving in my car and there were two snakes coming down my shoulders, I would have freaked out a lot worse. Oh, than even what before he did. that, when he was in denial, uh, you know, when the wood first started showing up at his house. Right. And God's right. trying to prove that he is. Right. And Which I love the go for. Go for wood. Yeah, the go for wood. And yes. Yeah. And he, and, and God even says that, like, oh, I thought it was a good play on words. Like, you know, right. that right there shows his humor as well. Like, I thought it would get your attention and it was a good play on words. Mm-hmm. So it's what I did. And Or we're in the, w- when they're in the Hummer driving and he shows up in the back seat, yes. back seat and then he's like, look, there's a cop right there. <laughs> right. Like, please go ahead and do it. Right. And then it's him, and right. then you see the pedestrian, and then the car behind him, like, and yeah. all of it is. Well, and I I chuckle at that, but it, I think it's very true in life is because um, I have said multiple times, um, and I've told God, listen, I'm not always very observant, so if you need to tell me something, sometimes you have to slap me in the face in order for me mm-hmm. to hear you, and that's what, like, he had to do with Evan. Like, all right, listen, like, And he even says at one point, he's like, are you done yet? Or are you convinced yet? Or he says something to him. I'm not exactly the words, but basically because he's like, I have all eternity. Like you want to keep going, you know, so you finally get it. And I, I, I I like that. It's very, very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's just, yeah, it's very funny. Um, I was reading something about the animals 
with the movie that most people thought that almost the whole thing was done with CGI, and that's not really the case with the animals. Yeah. That actually, like, Again, most they brought in, mm-hmm. the, it was the American Humane Society oversaw, yes, that oversaw 100 that. different species. Mm-hmm. So most of all of that, in the, I think really the biggest aspect of it is at the end, is where, you know, they did a bunch of this. Because it's all of them. That and any time they had to mix predator and prey. Right. In those moments where they had to mix those two together, that's when they would CGI half of it. So they would either have, like, all the predators, and then they would CGI the prey, or vice versa. And that was a safety for everyone and the animals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which makes sense, but... Humans get hungry, animals would get hungry. (laughs) Right. Right. And... They just don't under- right in front yeah. of you. So yeah. what? Yeah, you, you can't blame the animals. You don't know for where that, the, they don't know where the snack table is. Yeah, um, I love the monkeys. Um, mm-hmm. I love the fact that also like he did not like animals. That he was very. He's a neat freak. He's a neat. He's a control. He's a control. He's a control clean freak. neat freak to where like that was his whole thing of like no they're dirty and and that's what he tells his son like yeah. no we can't have a dog they're dirty and they got mange and all that kind well, of stuff. Well, it's also and he's very just image driven because right. he wanted the perfect house. Right. You know the supportive. Yeah, but if you're looking at it that way, doesn't the perfect house generally have a dog? I mean, you know. Well, it wanted he wanted it to look right neat, right and perfect in that sense. Um, and not to get off track, but can we talk about his uh, morning, um, like his his morning getting ready? Are you talking about like the, the scene when he yes. stands in front of the mirror and he and says cleaning like cleaning the nose, like like cleaning oh, yeah. the nose and everything? <laughs> I'm like, how much nose hair do you have up there that you're using like four different things to try to clean your nose just to go to work in the morning? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that he did quite so many. Like of the Methods. same things, just yes, just for his nose. Like that was really funny. I almost saw it as more of he would try one and it didn't really work. Maybe could and be. So too. he kept trying, but I, I just trying to imagine shoving shaving cream <laughs> right up my nose. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, I don't think they make tiny razors like that, but okay. Well, he was yeah. using Q-tips. Yeah, but too. shaving cream isn't like nair. Like, right. You know, nair is something that you put on your your body and then you let it sit and then it yeah. takes the, you know, the hair off. Shaving cream doesn't work that way. So, yeah, that's funny. But yes, I I really enjoyed like all of his morning routine, especially as the movie was going and he kept and, trying so and he kept hard trying and so hard to basically fight against God and you know, God's like Nope, but okay, let's have like fun he, with this. Like when he walks out of the house naked. in the suit and then it's naked. <laughs> yes. 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 So he tries to beat it by wearing both. Yes. And puts and shoves both of them in there. And I like <laughs> I kinda chuckled because when he takes his beard and he puts it like into that, I was like, I could see people doing that today. One hundred percent. Like they and then you know, he did you have like all the man the bun <laughs> Right, right. Like you were ahead of your time here at this point with mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It was super funny. But, yeah. I I don't think that there's... One thing that I noticed was, you know, once he finally gives in to God, mm-hmm. his morning routines are not like that anymore. No. You know, they're so much more relaxed because he realizes that this is my job now. Like and there's is, no use fighting it. There's no use fighting it anymore. So... 
I liked uh, that he went around. He's like, do we have any unleavened bread? <laughs> right. And she's like, yeah, it's called pita. Which is not true, by the way. Like, even, like, in today form, pita is not considered unleavened bread. But it's... Really? Yeah, it's not. Oh. Well, so. shoot. There goes that. Right? <laughs> right. When we do the Daniel fast, we all just eat pita bread. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, not really considered that. Get some that, pita bread and hummus. You know, listen... It's not so much about what it is. It's about, you know, right. what it's supposed to represent. So I'll give you that. But yeah. Yeah, that was it, that was very cute. Yeah, it's called PETA. I love the fact that he also loved the robe. He's like, it's actually pretty comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like it. It's very airy. It's very <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. He just does a very good job of... of that character in every aspect of it of all the way around and he's just a great actor he is he is a really really good actor yeah um he yeah he's done some really really funny stuff non-family friendly movie per se of one of my favorites is called date night and it's with him and tina fey yes and i love tina fey as well um it's hilarious it's absolutely hilarious um I think I've seen it like once or twice. Another one that I really like of his is uh, Get Smart. Yes. The cheesy yes. spy one. Yep. With, That's uh, also a very good family friendly movie. Yes. Like Get Smart. Um, the Rock and um, who's the girl? You asked me too quickly. I know. The princess from The Princess Diaries. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. There we go. Anne Hathaway. Steve yeah. Carell. Anne, Anne Hathaway. Anne, yes. Bill Murray makes an appearance in The yep. Tree. It's. It's so cheesy too. It is. It's it is. So but he cheesy. does. He does good at cheesy yes. though. Like that. It, I think that's one of his. You know. Well, that's like I feel characters. like that's almost that type of cheesy comedy is like a staple for SNL. Because, and that's not a roast against SNL actors no. because SNL actors are amazing. Yes, they are. But a lot of actors and yeah. actresses started from SNL. SNL. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and it's a lot, it was a lot different, um, of comedy. obviously being 20 years older than you, a generation yeah. from, you know, when it was, when I was your age and even younger compared mm-hmm. to what it is now, actually, is it, is it even on it? Mm-hmm. Is it's it? okay. still on. Okay. Yeah. They did the last two or three episodes of the season over video. Oh, okay. And Very a couple cool. of them are actually really, really funny. Yeah. It actually became so much so that it was not an insult if you were made fun of on the show, but it, it was, was actually a honor. A honor. Yeah. yeah. Like if you were, you're like, oh, you made it. Like if I was somebody famous and you were made mm-hmm. fun of on the show, then you're like, oh my gosh, like I made it, you know? So like um, they make fun of all the Avengers movies. Do they? Anytime a big one comes out. Oh like yeah. Like this past year when, cause Avengers Endgame and Game of the season finale, Game of Thrones like came out about the same time. Uh-huh. And so I remember one of the opening sketches for an episode was they did Family Feud and it was Marvel versus Game of Thrones. And it was amazing. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. Or like when the when um, the Avengers in 2012 came out, Jeremy Renner was on and they were making fun of his character of Hawkeye. 
because it's like why would an archer with 12 arrows go fight an alien <laughs> army right. but he was the he was the host of the show so they had him on oh my making gosh. fun of yeah. his character and they usually do that yeah. a lot though like you know so you have to be very mm-hmm. secure in your, in your but they had like the whole six character lineup you know bobby moynihan uh shoot jeremy renner was on it um can't remember any of them right now uh keenan thompson played nick fury he's one of my keenan thompson is one of my favorites though i think so um but going back to steve carell and all of that type of comedy he he has that type of like cheesy over the top comedy style which i I just was like i think needed on snl because you do so many different crazy things well the other thing about it too is that if you look at his movies while they are while his his characters are generally that cheesy the over top they're also very relatable we Mm -hmm. all know somebody like that Mm -hmm. like in every single movie it's like oh my gosh i worked with somebody like that or you know like i know somebody who acts like that or whatever so even though his characters obviously change from, mm-hmm. you know, whatever he's doing, they're also very relatable. There's always somebody yeah. that's like that, that, you know, you can pinpoint to. Mm-hmm. So, I find that funny as well. But, um, yeah, so my point with all the animals made me, th- was back, like, I love how it also shows, like, at the end, like, where he's actually drinking the lemonade with the monkeys. Yeah. And you see the progression yes. as it goes on. Right. To where he just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. realizes, oh, okay, animals are cool. Like, you know, yeah. I can do this. And so, yeah, I just, I like the scene of him sitting there and then a monkey on each side and they're each just drinking lemonade. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know why. I just find that funny and cool. So. Yeah. I, uh, um. I also really like I've seen um like a couple behind the scenes of it of like when they're filming when the dam does break and they're on the arc um like I just think it's really like trying to imagine like you have to pretend that you're right. going over cuz it's all just green screen. Right. They built uh only like for those up close moments they only did that one side of the arc. Right, like that front part mm-hmm. of it. And they just, you know, it was just like they're just standing there. Now, did you watch it? Did they move it? Because sometimes they'll do things to where, like, they'll actually have it where, um, they'll set it up on a mechanism. They'll set it up on a mechanism so, like, it they can make it move so that mm-hmm. way it kind of helps and it's more realistic and stuff. I wonder if they did that with that. I don't remember. I don't know if I saw that part, but I just know, like, it was more so like the rain setup of how they just had to drench everyone. Right, getting all hit with the water the and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. Speaking of the water, um, I also uh, like the scene um, when, okay, I don't like the scene that when his wife and kids leave, Mm -hmm. but when he's standing outside and he's obviously, you know, sad. And then he says to himself, I know everything you do is because you love us. And then the water hits him straight in the face from the sprinklers. Like, I think that's just another example of, like, God's humor of, like, yes, I do, you know, and I'm going to show it to you in multiple ways. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I I just get a visual image of, like, somebody on this set standing below him with a bucket of water. Yeah, just just raining, and they get to, like, throw that bucket straight in his face because 
you know that that was like the highlight of their <laughs> oh yeah of their day in that moment because you know it's not hurting anybody who wouldn't like to do that i mean and and yeah and who and who wouldn't love to say like oh what was my job today i gotta throw water in steve carell's face right yes 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 yeah so i want that job like i don't know how i signed up for that job but can i just have that job where i get to throw water in people's faces that'd be fun <laughs> Honestly, they probably just grabbed a random person that was like on set and was like, right. here, here, do on the this. count of three. Um, yeah. 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 One of my favorite parts isn't even actually technically in the movie, but it's like I was telling you, it's like the ending, the dance party. Oh, I love the dancing. I love the fact that he loves to dance because I love to dance. Mm-hmm. And, um, I actually, it, it's not something that I show and do in front of a lot of people, but I do have like a happy dance when I get really happy about something. Like I'll stand and I do this little happy dance like by myself mm-hmm. and certain people, some special people in my life have been able to see it. But, um, and I've always just been like, I love to dance and I've always tried to get my kids to dance and it didn't matter if I was at home or in a public restaurant or out shopping if a song came on sometimes or if I was happy, I would just start dancing. And so I love that. I, re- I relate with that. And I love the fact that like eventually, like, you know, even God's like, want to dance, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I love that. I love the dancing parts. I love that he gets excited like that. Yes. And then just the major post-credit dance party. Yes, with that's everybody. Like everyone's yeah. just, and that's what I like. Cause you, you see like everyone just goofing around on mm-hmm. set. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine with Even that kind animal. of cast, you wouldn't be goofing around oh, on set. Like it would be you know, impossible, right? Like you have to. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely that part is definitely a lot of fun. It makes it makes me wish I was there and I could have you know danced with everybody and mm-hmm. laughed and had fun because you know that's what they're doing. So right. I love the book that God gives him, Ark Building for, for Dummies. dummies. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really, really funny. Um, and then the like uh, hamster wheel thingy just like magically appears when, yes. they, when they need it. Right. right. With a note of like asking you <laughs> shall receive. Yes. Yeah. It's very. Yeah. That was that was that was very funny. and Very true. Like, yes. All I was thinking was, man, like man made treadmill, like <laughs> get your I get my steps in that way. But um, Yeah. I kind of related to that in the sense I'm like, hmm, I wish God would give us more some stuff for dummies. <laughs> You're like, here, this is what I need you to do. Here's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Would be nice, but I suppose that's what the Bible's supposed to be for, so. Or not supposed to be, but. It is. It is. Because, I mean, if you look at They just don't the put Bible for dummies. Well, <laughs> it wouldn't be Bible. It would be, like, Christianity for dummies or something. Right. Because if you look at the New Testament, the disciples were idiots. True, but the disciples were also not anybody special, meaning that, you know, he picked, you know, fishermen. Right. And said he was going to make them fisher of men. So they they willingly followed along with not knowing what was actually... Right, but happen in, or in what happened? So I don't think that you know you can be willing and still sometimes be an idiot. True, 
but because there were like it, it was after that fact you know and they would like constantly ask jesus things and like and they just like didn't understand so like from that perspective like i feel like the new testament is almost like a christianity for dummies because we're right. following they, they give us the example of people who don't understand well it. you know the bible relates to more than one time that we are sheep yes and, and sheep, sheep are, are the idiots. dumbest animals yes. so you know i mean when you look at it in that aspect of correlation mm-hmm. um they did ask a lot of the same questions per se but case in point of the movie how long did it take for you know mm-hmm. evan to finally get what god was telling him so i think that that's a generalization for all human beings we're not always the brightest no that's for sure not really but we can be taught <laughs> as long as we pay attention no i i don't think that i have anything else about the movie i i think it's it's a great um, I will reiterate, it's a great family movie. I think it's a great movie that, you mm-hmm. know, everybody should rewatch, especially with life right now. Um, it has a lot of serious aspects, but it'll also make you laugh and could make you cry. And so it's a good movie. I said it could. Yeah, know. I don't know. I don't think it hits that hard. Um, I think it, it hits that part for me just because of you know, I miss my family sometimes, you know, and having all of my kids together is great when that can happen with having adults and stuff and have their own lives. And so, and it, you know, so it, it's mm-hmm. not a bad cry. It's a good cry. I didn't say it was. I just don't. Yeah. I don't think it invokes those emotions. Probably not for most people. Just the, Probably you know, the, the sensitive, soft, loving mamas out there of, you know, and like I said, it brings back memory of watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the first. Little. This is how I first recognized who Steve Carell was. Like, when I would see him in other movies, mm-hmm. it would be like, "Oh, it's the guy from the Evan Almighty movie." Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because so like she- even when I learned he was on The Office, I was like, because The Office started, and I was. I like say two thousand and seven, so yeah, it's not like you were you were only nine, right? Well, the office came out in two thousand five, so I was only seven at that point. So I definitely wasn't watching, right? Definitely wasn't that, watching the office, right, right? So I didn't, you know, didn't really watch it till years later. And at that point, I'd see I when I learned like Steve Carell was in, I'm like, oh, the guy from Evan Almighty's in this movie, in this right. TV show, right? Um, and all that. So yeah, this is like the first time I. I remember really being introduced to Steve Carell. Yeah, being introduced yeah. to him to where I could relate this movie to others. Right, right. To others that he's. This in. was basically like your foundation of Steve Carell. Yes. Was Evan Almighty, yeah. which I think is a pretty good one for I him agree. as an actor. Mm-hmm. It shows a lot of all around. Right. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as foundations go, this is that's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, cool. Um, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add, send us an email at moviesandmochas20 at gmail.com. Or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list, let us know what you want us to talk about. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look for the Movies and Mochas podcast. Have a great day, guys.